What's up, buds? What's up? BJ, Oon, Daryl bring to you Buds Watch Wrestling. I'm BJ. And I'm Daryl, and this week we watched wrestling. Yep. Now we're going to talk about wrestling. We are. With news and rumors. All right. These news and rumors are kind of old at this point that you guys are listening to. Yes. Um, but, you know. Hey. All in happened, and we yeah. were all in. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, so, we went there. So. It was fantastic. We hope. Yeah, we haven't actually been there yet, although <clears throat> we will have already have been there by the time you hear this. Right. Yes. Yes. Because... We're thinking ahead, so you buds get something to listen to, even though it's actually news. technically, as this is releasing, we'll probably be driving home from All In. Yeah, because this will come out the Sunday after. So yep, yeah, too sweet, um, too sweet. So BJ, I know we don't so, have much for news and rumors, but would you like to kick us off with your news and rumors? Sir? Yeah. Um. So this was more of a just Braun posted this on Instagram, Braun Strowman. Um, <clears throat> He has a girlfriend, and first off, she is gorgeous. Okay. Just gorgeous. Um, but she had her own custom-made t-shirt that said, I get these hands. Nice. was dope. That's excellent. Yeah. I and like she that. she was... i look. Yeah. Like, model gorgeous. Um, He's a sexy man beast. I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's all them steaks and weights and... Testosterone. Yeah. He's... Brimming with it, obviously. I hope we met her on Tinder. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. She saw Country Strong swipe right. Fuck yeah. Right's good, right? Yeah. I've never done the Tinder yeah, thing, so I don't know. Right. That was before my time. Or I was before right. its time. Yeah. Um, right is right. So, I don't know if you saw uh, Gallows and Anderson during SummerSlam. They posted... Um, a picture of where they were during... I did not see this. Yeah. Uh, they were under the ring. Nice. <laughs> That's where the picture was. That's awesome. I saw this right um, before the Finn match okay. happened. And you were thinking they were going to get involved. Yeah. You got all stoked. And they then did. Nothing. And then nothing. Maybe they were considering it, which is why they were under there and then decided Maybe. to not do it last minute. Maybe. Or hold off for... Who knows? Who knows? I would love to see a, a small mm. little Balor Club deal going down. Me too. I wanted it when they were on the same show as AJ. I want it now that they're on the same show as Ben. Mm-hmm. They put him on the same show as Adam Cole. I'll probably want that too. Right. Something. Baby. Baby. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of club news, um, <clears throat> Kenny Omega tweeted out during... Takeover this weekend, last weekend, yeah. to you buds out there, um, <clears throat> that apparently he gets a ton of tweets during NXT saying that, wanting him to show up. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I get it. I get it, but no, he's, he's doing better things. Yeah. You're, you're right. from where you're at, Kenny. It's kind of like, I kind of compare him to, despite... The things that he's been doing lately, but I compare him to like Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think Elon Musk should probably be running this country. I did at one point, yeah. but he's just as nuts as some of the other people. Yeah, but, uh, but, you know, the power always. But goes he's doing more his... important things with right. Tesla and whatever. Right. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, where was I? Huh? Uh, there, you're Matt Hardy there. and George, Jason Jordan yeah. this week. Yeah, I saw this. I forgot about this. Yeah, they have... Uh, we talked about it last week a little bit. That yes. They were going to, and now they have uh, started producing their first matches backstage. Yes. So... Um, Be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. I'm interested. I hope Matt Hardy gets some good influence in there. And I imagine they're... Because they're both brand new, they're working with another experienced producer right now, early most on. Most likely. And then they'll separate them on their own once they're a little bit more seasoned. Right. Yes. Um, I am excited to see what Matt Hardy can do in this capacity. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a very creative guy. He even had a tweet earlier today about how he's reinvented himself 278 evolutions or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Teasing this, obvious thing. Right. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Jason Jordan, I'm just curious to see what he's capable of or what mm-hmm. he's going to do. So, we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, seems like it worked good for Tyson Kidd, and uh, he's doing well in this uh, producer role mm-hmm. backstage. So, yeah, let's see how Jason and, and Matt transition to this role. Yeah. Good luck, gentlemen. Yep. 
I hope well. I'm just happy <clears throat> Matt's still going to be involved in wrestling in some Me way. Too. That's, you know... He is so creative. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to see that gone from wrestling. Yeah. He needs to start producing Matt Bray Wyatt segments. Um, or the Wyatt's segments. Right. As we were talking earlier on a previous uh, pod that you can find in the Bud Kites mm-hmm. for free. Yep. Anywhere you get your podcasts. Yep. Except Spotify, because fuck those guys. Right. Fuck them. And their bubbles. <laughs> sure. Um... So, Buttons. Glow yes. has been renewed for season three. I saw this too and didn't even think to put it down for news. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. I still haven't watched season two, but I also am because you told me it's good and season one was amazing. Right. Yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I got through it pretty quickly. So, I'm thinking about Thursday. There you go. Binge watching season two Thursday. There you go. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we have two big shows coming up for the WWE Mm -hmm. in Evolution and uh, Super Show in Australia. And we've had some matches announced Mm -hmm. for those this week. Yeah. Uh, First being at Evolution of Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus. I'm interested in that. I really am too. Yeah, that should be a fun Um, pairing. There's a lot of similarities there. Um... Yeah, I think think it'll be a fun little match. Um, We also have John Cena teaming with Bobby Lashley (laughs) against Kevin Owens and Elias. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what's about that, but okay. Yeah, I'm not either. Uh, We might get Elias trying to get KO to sing with him. Yeah, but it could lead to maybe we'll get a Bobby Lashley, John Cena program somewhere down the line. Sure. Maybe that's your Mania match. I don't know why or how or whatever, but... Cena and Lashley ever fought? Or did Lashley leave before Cena's time got started? No, they were there around the same time. I just don't quite remember. The only thing I really remember of Lashley was... His stuff with Umaga and Donald Trump. Okay. That was about the only thing to note. Gotcha. <clears throat> he was bland and boring, in my opinion. Uh, as we spoke about on our last episode, uh, during yes, our reviews... they fought at the Great American Bash 2007, at least okay. that one time. So okay. It looks like John Cena won with an STFU, as it would have been known nice. in 2007. I nice. think it was still the FU in 07. Yes. Probably. Oh, yeah. He didn't switch that till. Uh, well, here's a still cage teams. match between these two. So they at least they might have actually had a little feud or something. Okay. Because <clears throat> I don't. Because yeah, there's a, here's four. I mean, nice. This one's listed as four, so I guess they fought at least four times. And yeah, so there you go. That makes sense. Yeah. So. Um, he does. And again, yeah, as we spoke last episode, uh, Triple H versus Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And. Number for number one contender match for the WWE Championship, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Mm-hmm. I'm so, cool with that. Yeah, so that's where this is going. Um, Miz wins this one again. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> Goes on, wins the WWE Championship, and I've said before, Daniel Bryan wins the Rumble. Yeah, it seems like that is the way they're going, so maybe mm-hmm. they are listening to us, BJ. I hope so. For at least some of their storylines. They can't take all of them for us. Yeah. It'd be too obvious a clue. It's my opinion, yeah. You you pass it off to Joe at Hell in a Cell. Joe gives it back to AJ. TLC. Sure. Miz, number one contender at the Rumble. Yep. Yep. Daniel Bryan wins the Rumble. Right. Daniel Bryan... Defeats the Miz. Right. In the main event. At WrestleMania. Roman Reigns is the main event at WrestleMania if it's not Ronda Rousey. It's true. I want Ronda Rousey in the main event. If it's... I do, too. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte in the main event. Absolutely. And... Yeah. Bliss takes the belt from Charlotte. Charlotte wins the Rumble. She challenges Mm -hmm. Ronda because for the same reason Oscar Charlotte... 
uh, chose Charlotte because she right. felt Charlotte was the superior opponent, so she chooses Ronda to again slight Becky and mm-hmm. leave you know on Becky. a on a bad note with Becky for down the road when those two are on the same <laughs> right. program again. And, and then we get Becky Oscar, yeah, maybe for SmackDown for SmackDown. If they ever do anything with Oscar, and then the have Shield break up Becky and Charlotte right. fighting, and then the Shield triple threat for the Universal. Yep. Yeah, finally get that this year too. Yep. Um, the Undertaker's next to last WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, Chris Jericho had an interesting story about Vince McMahon on his podcast. Um, oh yeah, I did listen to that. Yeah, I listened about, to Jericho's today because it was the Young Bucks and Cody. I yeah. listened to that this morning. It was fantastic. And about him telling Vince. Um, about all about in September and Vince. Yeah, yeah, I have the exact okay. what, what he Jericho said. What Jericho said. said. Says I told Vince mm-hmm. about All In about four or five months ago, and we were just discussing and shooting the breeze. And I said, "Yeah, the show is in September in Chicago." And Vince is like, "Ah, I wish they would have called me. September's the worst time of year to promote. It's terrible." And I'm like, you know, old school forty years of promoting. And he goes, "You should have called me." <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, so then that leads to a joke of like Cody mm-hmm. being like, "Hey Vince, it's Cody," and then uh, someone did an impersonation of Vince. Was I think it was Jericho did impersonation of Vince and goes, "Don't call it Rhodes," you know. Yeah. So then the Young Bucks go on to tell a story that I don't know who the guy is, but he was like he's known for selling wrestling tickets or whatever. Okay. He's like a guru of selling wrestling tickets. <clears throat> I don't remember the gentleman's name. Okay. He's not a person I'm familiar with in the wrestling you know, right. knowledge that I have. So he told him after they'd already announced the date and everything, like, you can't put tickets on sale on a Sunday. It's not going to work. And you've got to mm-hmm. do a pre-sale. And they didn't do either of those things. And then they sold out in 30 minutes. And everybody, like, everybody's like, you can't do this. You can't do this. And then, bam, they did it. So. Yeah. It, listen, it was a good, it was a good podcast. Um, yeah, I definitely want to check it out. I, I forgot I listened to that one this morning, but I did, and I'm so glad I did. It nice. was excellent. I always, anytime I see the Young Bucks on Jericho's podcast, mm-hmm. they're always fun to listen to on there. So yeah, and apparently uh, Jericho also said, uh, I don't know if it was in the podcast or if it was something else, but that uh, his days in. His days of working for only Vince in the States. That's what I thought you were going to say, yeah. 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 So, I mean, we might end up seeing him in Ring of Honor, or right. we could see him uh, I, I think Impact, those New Japan shows I think Impact's would be the more. most likely. And then Impact because of No, Don, I think Impact's the most likely. Because, because of, of Don, Don Callis, Callis, right? I was mm-hmm. just going to say that. But you, you could still see him in right. Ring of Honor. Yeah. And you could see him at New Japan. He is their Intercontinental Champion. Right. So. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, I still wish he would have done the, Vince would have done that, him versus Rollins at Mania. Yeah, we that might never get amazing. that now. Like, this could potentially lead to a point we never get a real Jericho run again, and we just get one-off appearances in WWE. That's true. And I honestly don't know if I'm okay with that or not. Mm-hmm. What Jericho does in WWE is completely different than the things he's getting to do right now, which I think is what's yeah. interesting him so much. Exactly. Yeah, he gets away with more. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, my last one, um, Matt Jackson has said that that he has officially reached out to CM Punk, offered him a real offer to come to All In, um, and that he's pretty sure Punk's not at all interested. So I agree with that. I mean, that's what, it, as, that's yeah. what everybody said. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and Punk... You know, do you you fucking whatever? Yeah, this was perfect, man. And now, I mean, my my opinion is Punk's. If he shows up now, I think he's getting booed, just because of the Cole Cabana, Cole Cabana mm-hmm. stuff. Agreed. So I don't think there's any way he comes back now. Yeah, you who might? Hmm. AJ Lee. There. No evolution. She would get CM Punk chance. There's a lot of talk about WWE reaching out to AJ Lee for a return for Evolution yeah. and the former Divas champ being open to the idea. I did see it. I just, I don't... Multiple podcasts have reported on this now. At least three that I I know okay. about have reported this. Um, oh, I meant 
So we can come back to it. I mean, but that was a perfect because you went to Pollock mm-hmm. and perfect for me a circle where I am with what was right. literally the top of my list anyways with nice. AJ. I did have one more. I forgot. About okay. Go ahead because um, that's the end of that one for me okay, with AJ. Cool. Because all of mine tie together and I want to do them okay, that's all fine. Yeah, I do have one more then. Um, so the Lesnar and Reigns feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes from user Dr. Awful from Reddit. Okay. Uh is officially longer than the Attitude Era. I believe it. Um, this has been going for like five years or something. Yeah. So if you go from the Montreal Screwjob. Which is where most which people is, agree is where mm-hmm. the Attitude Era began for the WWE. To WrestleMania 17. Which is where it ended after they bought exactly. WCW. Is 1,239 days. Okay. Roman Reigns, most people agree that the Royal Rumble 2015 when he won and got booed yes. and The Rock came out was yes. the beginning of that this. that was the first. Because that was his number one contendership Correct. against Lesnar. Yep. Up that until, was the year that Rollins cashed in. Right. Yeah. Up until... This year. This year at SummerSlam. Just three years, not five, but still. Right. 1,303 days. So over 100. So it beats it by 64 days. Almost 100. Um, impressive. Yeah. Most and impressive. even if you go from the first time he fought Lesnar at WrestleMania, actually makes it um, 1,240 days. So it still beats it by one. Right. My that way. way. That's neat. Yeah. So. Okay. That's all I have. So all mine tie together, and mm-hmm. I got these all directly from Cage Side Seats this week. Okay. However, they cite where it came from. We're going to be talking about two sites here for the rest of this time. We're going to be talking about PW Insider. Uh-huh. We're going to be talking about Bodyslam.net. Okay. Two websites that I frequent very often. I know them pretty well. Um, uh, for the, They're as reputable as any other wrestling mm-hmm. journalism site out there. I mean, as much as a Meltzer or anybody else. So, multiple other sites as well are reporting that Kurt Angle's vacation from being Raw GM is so he can focus on training for an in-ring return. Yeah. What the argument is on it's full-time or part-time. Mm-hmm. PW Insider uh, says they don't know. Bodyslam.net says it'll be full-time. They're okay. all kind of back and forth. These two sites disagree about a lot of stuff, um, including Triple H showing up on Raw to promote his upcoming match with The Undertaker. I alluded to that earlier and mm-hmm. said we talk about it more, and here we circle back to it. <laughs> Bodyslam.net claims that it was a late call to fill time which originally was scheduled to Brock Lesnar, and then Brock Lesnar uh, chose not to make an appearance, obviously, because of... That would make sense. His contract being up, created, um, and everything. I like actually that. saw that they chose not to, because this is the end of him I don't until know. UFC. That, that's my speculation on the reason right. why. That's not a rumor um, or anything I'm reading. Well, I'm just saying... Money. No, I did... Yes, what I'm okay. saying was I did... I'm just making sure the buds know. Yeah. That's not from PW. That's my speculation right. on the okay. reason why. The other part's yeah. from him. It was, they decided not to because um, <clears throat> if he's leaving for UFC, what do you have him do yes. to not make him look bad and not make you look bad? Yep. So you just... The answer's nothing. You just don't do nothing. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> um, however, uh, PW Insider says that that's not true at all, and... The story that they're sticking to is that Lesnar was never even planned to appear, despite mm-hmm. advertising saying he was, and that according to PW Insider, their sources told him that something would have happened like that. They would just have Paul Heyman come out and cut a promo instead of Lesnar being in the segment, which makes right. sense because that's what they always do. Right. And then finally, the end of the whole Lesnar shit. It's probably the last time you and I are going to talk about Lesnar for a while, I have a feeling. Until his UFC Until his UFC fight early next year is that he's focused on fighting for UFC in early 29. Uh But that he has left the door open for a return to WWE down the line. Right. Yeah, I've seen that. He's got a good one to three UFC fights left in him. Agreed. And then he'll be back. I think he'll be back for one last WWE run Mm -hmm. of one to two years, and then he'll be done. Right. And it'll be very limited, just like this last run was. Yeah, if not more so. Right. It might just be two WrestleManias. Who knows? Um, So, yeah. So, BJ and I are going to do something a little bit different. Wait, 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 wait. Um, What are we going for? I want to discuss... Oh, okay. The... Kurt Angle stuff. Let's go back to that for a second. Okay. He does come back. Who who do you have him feud with right away? Is mm. it back to 
Is it just Baron Corbin? Is it Triple H? Is it... You know? You do a Baron Corbin immediately. Right. Um, yeah. That's, that's what I was kind of thinking. That's the first right off bat. Right. That's just kind of get his feet wet. That's his warm-up feud. Yeah. It's a one, two-month feud. It's short. Um, you know, Angle probably wins both of them. Yeah. He wins the first time. Corbin still beats him down after the match or the next night on Raw or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they blow it off the next month and right. finish that out with Angle again winning and going over. Mm-hmm. Um, let's think about this. Um, you know what? I, I really would like to see first what Angle's still capable of before mm-hmm. I could start booking him into matches I think would be good. But let's yeah, just true. say, let's just say Angle as I knew him back in the day when I watched him, which was mm-hmm. early in his career, but he was still excellent back then. I mean, yeah. Um, guys that I would like to see him wrestle, um, I think him and Seth Rollins would be a fun time. Um, I'm pretty sure they've already done it, but him and AJ Styles, uh, him yeah. and Joe would be excellent. Right. Um, yeah, revisit I think, those uh, TNA feuds and stuff. I think him and Finn Balor could have a lot of fun together. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, think him and Bray Wyatt could be a good in-ring combination as well. I think him and Chad Gable. Oh, man, that would be fantastic. It really would. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I don't think they have enough time to tell the story, which means they might do it anyway. Right. But if you think about... All right, so I talked uh, Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. We talked about the team, Daniel Bryan versus Team Miz. That's your SmackDown Survivor Series match. Right, right. And then you had to do a Raw one. You could do a Team Angle versus Team uh, McMahon, where Angle gets people on his team. And for control. Team Corporation. Or the whatever. Team Angle versus Team Corbin, even, right. for control of Raw. Mm-hmm. Right. Whoever wins is the GM. Is the GM? Yeah. Angle loses. In a twist turn, neither of them realize when they sign their contract that it's actually they signed a contract for a triple threat match. Mm-hmm. The third name on that, making his in ring return, Drake Maverick. Wins the match, GM of Raw. That would be amazing. I would watch that. I mean, because he's really good at. I was gonna yeah. say, are we gonna ever see him in ring? Or I don't know. Did he sign on strictly as a? Uh, maybe he was done in ring and he wanted to stay with wrestling, but didn't want maybe. an in ring capacity with WWE. Maybe. Time will tell. So here's the thing with him. I know his name. Uh-huh. I don't know how was he good in ring. Do you know anything about his in ring abilities, Drake's, Mister Mavericks? Uh, I've seen stuff here and there. I've heard he's pretty good. Like I've seen some clips that make him look excellent, but I've never actually seen a full match of his. I guess I got some homework to do, buds. Yeah, me too. I'd be down. Okay, well, we're gonna change things up a little bit here, and we're just gonna talk about some random stuffs here that we kind of wanna get out and chit chat about mm-hmm. and I'm actually going to change the order up but the first thing is and, and if you buds want to chime in please hit us up don't even individual these send send these to our at budsww at twitter or email the gmail yeah. at the same place because we want to know what you guys think of future ideas for buds watch wrestling right DJ and I are always looking for new things to talk about mm-hmm. and new ideas and more fun things we think that you guys would enjoy and we would yeah. enjoy talking about and one of the things we wanted to throw out there is what would you guys think about us doing little butt-isodes where instead of them all being wrestling-focused, maybe we talk about something not wrestling that we were interested in. Right. Maybe a movie or a video yeah. game or a, anything, yeah, really. I mean, there's only a few topics I would really not want to talk about on here, which right. would be politics would be the first one. Right, yeah, I ain't getting it. And I don't want to really talk about my job because I have to do enough of that at my job, so... Right. That's about I, it. I would talk about my job. I love my job. My I mean, job's dope. Again, it's not It's not a, about <laughs> liking my job or not. It's just... I don't well, no, I know, but like mine... Because the nature of my yeah. job is I talk about what about my job a lot. It's right. just unfortunately how it works. Right. I talk about my job a lot, but... But let us know what you guys would think. We talk dope. about music or albums or anything. I like mm-hmm. stuff other than wrestling. Video games yeah. and whatnot. Things like that. Yeah. Um... Uh, another idea we had a while ago and we started doing it and then we just didn't want to record one anymore uh, mm-hmm. was about doing 
taking the participants of a WrestleMania, and then actually when we got to the Rumble, we were going to take the participants from Royal Rumble right. and book our fantasy WrestleMania card. Yes, based upon based the people upon actually that. in WrestleMania. Right. And then one other thing, which we've actually even talked about on here, was mm-hmm. like, you know, we've talked about video game wrestling episodes, but you know, maybe yeah. just a video game episode. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, what do you guys think about more special guests as well, Buzz? Yeah. I personally thought Justin was a big hit. Yeah. And definitely. I know with BJ and I talking here after the next, you know, within the next month or so, we're kind of working on another special guest. We yeah, think you, Buzz, we're are gonna really going to like we're gonna here, We're going to reach too. out here soon. And um, uh, here after All In and after the uh, AIW uh, going right. to mid-September, we'll probably be reaching out and working this out. So that's coming along nicely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just let us know any ideas you buds have. We appreciate it. Yeah. I got three little points we're going to talk about here, and then we'll move on to Mr. Scott Steiner. Okay. So, uh, I'm just going to do these in the order I got them on. I've been wanting to get these on for a while. Okay. So, all right. Time limits in wrestling. Mm -hmm. I miss time limits in wrestling. I do too. I like it in New Japan that they have them. Mm -hmm. Um... But they are super important, and I'm going to give you, Buds, a very good example to help you understand the urgency I feel with these matches. But if they say it's a 30-limit time limit, and the match ends in nine minutes, it feels better to you because you were mm-hmm. mentally expecting a 30-minute match. Right. If a match just comes out with nothing and it's nine minutes, you're like, nah, it's a nine-minute match. Right. But you're expecting 30, they go nine, and you're like, whoa, That's he point. was able to beat him in nine minutes, and this was scheduled to go 30, not 15, but 30. Yeah, that's true. That's a good call. Uh, I didn't think about it from that point of view. I like that. Can I tell you why I thought about that? Okay. Well, it gives you that surprise, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, go back and listen to the very, very first King of the Ring. Okay. Your announcers are JR, mm-hmm. Bobby the Brain Heenan, and the Macho Man. Yes. Through this first King of the Ring with all the time stuff, they do such a good job of conveying the urgency of these time frames. Uh-huh. And as I recall, and it's not even as I recall, one of the matches, I think it was, a, it was one of the first round matches, goes to time and is a draw. Nice. Go watch yeah. the first one. <clears throat> You'll agree with me. They're fantastic. We need That's time limits back in wrestling. This is what yeah. convinced me of this idea, because before, mm-hmm. I think you and I talked about this off the cast, but you and I talked once before that we liked that they had that in Japan, but not in WWE. It gave right. us that difference. But then after I watched that King of the Ring and see how well WWE does time limits, mm-hmm. it changed my mind about it. I think it would be... Not every match needs it, no. either, by the way. This is for very like important matches that don't need to have like a 60 limit. I would say even if they... 60. I would even say, like... If they just held it to those tournaments that they do. Yes. Do the May Young Classic, mm-hmm. the Dusty Rhodes, the Cruiserweight. To add that urgency in and then yeah. give you that ability to do a draw and set up mm-hmm. a bye for somebody. Exactly. Because that's what it does. And then it makes that even more important in the final match, even though the time limit has nothing to do with the final match. It doesn't right. come into play because one of the guys got a bye and was more arrested than the other. Exactly. It made it so much more. Spoilers, the last match is Bret Hart, who had the extra match, and Bam Bam Bailo, who didn't. Exactly. The story it told was amazing, and that mm-hmm. story was not possible without the time limit draw. Exactly. Cool. That was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is WWE only, but I'll probably say wrestling because it's me. We no longer watch the WWE believing that we're going to get invested in it. Right. We don't. We're just trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to do next. Yeah. This is you and me specifically. Right. I'm not saying everybody, but this is something I've real, realized about us recently. Mm-hmm. And us fantasy booking is proof of this because, all right, Finn Balor's a good example. Okay. Even though he's kind of getting a mini push at the moment, the mm-hmm. point still stands. They don't want to push someone that we want pushed, like a Finn Balor. Right. Like a Seth Rollins, like a Dolph Ziggler for years and years and years and years mm-hmm. and fucking years, like Bray Wyatt for a long The list goes on and on and on. So instead, we have to fantasy book them to satisfy ourselves and to get us to get invested. That's how we invest ourselves in the W. They don't invest us into it. We We invest ourselves in their product by fantasy booking it. That's true. You and I are more interested in what happens backstage than on the stage. And this Mm -hmm. is only true in WWE. It is. I don't care about backstage shit in New New Japan. I don't want to for that stuff. I just want to see what's on the matches and on the cards. Right. Matches and those... 
interviews afterwards. I like to watch those sometimes. And I'm not confident, and I don't have any facts to back it up, but it's no. just a hint of mine that the no, that reason this a... applies, though, yeah. is because everywhere else it's about getting a person over mm-hmm. or a championship over, and in WWE it's about getting the brand over. Right. And that's that's very difference. true. And it's because what is more important in 2018 than anything in America right now? Your branding. Mm-hmm. Where people are brands now. It's true. Nothing's more important than your brand. You are your brand in this day and age. Hmm. You advertise yourself on social media by the way you address in public. Right. Everything is your branding these days. And WWE is just part of the American culture, so of course they're in on it. I mean, yeah. I just thought it was a neat little... Yeah. This is one of those things that I need some time to dwell on. I think this is something like, you and I can revisit at another time. Yeah. That's as much thought as I've put into it at this point. Right. And I think it would be fun for both of us to think it out a bit more now that I've introduced the topic and then reconvene at another point in time to discuss this one in particular. Yeah, because, like, I want to see my reaction, like, now that I'm noticing that way, you know, thinking that way, like... That's why because you don't notice you're doing it. But that's why I told you I had this was going to be the original Daryl Stingy I told you about earlier because I wanted to bring this up today before I thought of before I thought about it anymore. I didn't even mean for you to do it that time, but thank you. (laughs) I didn't either, but I wanted to. I'm glad you did. Um, Anyways, I wanted to share this with you before I watched more wrestling and started looking at it that way. This is not true of NXT either, or even two of five for that point. It's literally just Raw SmackDown. The main roster. It is true. NXT a little bit too. NXT. They, NXT brands themselves. Yeah. But they still let individuals no, it's get it. It's over. just tying all these things. Like, I've thought of these, most of these things individually. But never tied together. But never tie them together. Same here. That's, that's the thing I'm... Yeah. 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 That was my shower thought for the week. No, that was a really good one because... Yeah. What, like, Actually, what, what, like, what led to this whole thing was... Mm-hmm. Uh, so last yesterday in a conversation that I was having on my lunch break, I, I told you I went to the seminar mm-hmm. work. We were on lunch break and we were having a conversation. It was uh, one of the other managers that works out of state. They work in one of our other locations. All of, the whole team was together for the first mm-hmm. time ever, and so that's why we did this. And we had the whole day together. And he had heard that I was I'd started podcasting, and he listens to a lot. So he was just curious about the topic and what's involved mm-hmm. in it and stuff because he listens to a lot, but he has no idea what goes into making a podcast. Right. So I was telling him, and I was telling him about wrestling, and he was like, well, "I mean, what is it about wrestling? Like, it seems like there's probably a lot of wrestling podcasts, and I'm like there are." And he was like, "So what do you guys do to make you stand out?" And I was like, "We fantasy book." He was like, well, I don't know what that means. So I explained what we do is basically we take what they do and we mm-hmm. twist it into what we would want to see and what we think would be more, <clears throat> right. more you know, enjoyable for us to watch. Yeah. And he was like, that's neat. What got you guys doing that? And I'm like, I don't know. We've just kind of <clears throat> always just, done it. Yeah. And then he got me thinking about right. it. And I'm like, that's why we do. I think this is why we do it. I'm not yeah. sure, but I think right. this is why we like fantasy booking. It's because they can't get go, us to invest in their products, so this is how we do it, and then we just try to figure out what the fuck to do they're gonna do next so we know where to book it from there for ourselves. Do you know what you just did? Blew your fucking mind. You gave me my thesis paper when I go for my <laughs> masters. Like I'm not kidding you. I'm gonna write this for my thesis paper when oh, I go for my masters. Like, like this is something just, that yeah. I really want to put more thought into. And it'd be perfect for business too, right? Go get my MBA and yeah, because they're doing all this from a business standpoint. It is, and and that's exactly what it is. And if is. that's how they're and hooking the hardcores like us, yeah, it's genius, right? Like how so WWE actually brands. Buds, so, do you guys fantasy book? Do you buds do this? Right? Or is it just us? It can't just be us. Yeah. It is. It's not. not. It's not because it's I know not. the two podcasts that I listen to where I mm-hmm. I do stuff they fantasy book Simon Miller fantasy books right. on ups and downs and shit. That's what exactly. Coldholic and what culture are based on is fantasy yeah. booking and top ten right. lists. That's fantastic. God. We gotta get off this topic or we're gonna finish the episode with just this and nothing else. Yeah. So I've got one more which kind of yeah. ties into this and why. Give me about four work. years, buds, and I'll give you a. This is the last one. This is the last on one, and we'll move on to Big Papa Pop. I'm, I'm excited for him too, by the way. But anyway, so 
BJ, I scratched the surface with this very, very briefly, but this kind of ties in at the same time as with this wrestling podcast that BJ and I do. And it's making me think about this stuff deeper, which is giving me a whole new appreciation for professional wrestling that I've never had before. Because I'm thinking about it this deeply, and it's Mm -hmm. like, I have so much passion for this, like, predetermined sport. Right. It's insane. It is. But... It's so much. It, There's so, so many much. other layers that, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and WWE misses this point, and and don't at the same time though. It doesn't matter who wins and loses most of the time. No, most of the time. They're right, and I've thought that before. It's um, just that the problem is, is that they did like they either book them fifty fifty or they book them like you know like. 1090, where they win 10% of the time and lose right. 90, and there's no 90-10 booking unless they're fucking Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and that's... And that's the problem, that's the problem. is it's either 50-50 or it's 1090, and everybody looks like a loser. Mm-hmm. You have two or three guys at a time that can stand out. We talked yeah. about that last episode. Yeah, then you have, like, three guys that are 60-40. Mm-hmm. Right. Just to... Right. Yeah. Who are your main out. event guys these right. days? That's your AJ Styles and your Samoa Joes and your Roman Reigns and... Mm-hmm. Everybody that's not Brock Lesnar or undefeated, or Ronda Rousey at this point. Yeah. She's on quite a roll, too, but well, yeah. deserving at this point. For sure. <clears throat> um, yeah, I didn't have much more than that on that point. Just yeah. just wanted to say that this podcast has given me a new appreciation of something that I've enjoyed most of my life at this point. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I started doing this. Me, too. It's more um, than just something I watch and we talk about here and there. Right. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, that's what I like about it. it this is stuff we do anyway, but... But now I'm even more passionate about it than I was before. And it's given me a new... It's given me new ways and avenues to enjoy something Mm -hmm. I already enjoy, I guess, is what I like about it. I'm finding... It gives me more reason to look for stuff Mm -hmm. out of my normal comfort zone with wrestling, to watch things I wouldn't normally watch. We took a chance and went to the AIW show, and it's one of the most fun wrestling shows I've ever experienced live Mm -hmm. in my life. For sure. And it was a local show with... with, There was maybe 250 people in the crowd. Maybe. Maybe. And we only, going into it, we only knew, what, four guys? I know four people on the entire card, like Ethan Page, Scott Steiner, Mm -hmm. um, Colin Delaney, and there was somebody else, Hornswoggle. Yeah. No, Joey Janela, and there's a couple others. So there were six or seven Mm -hmm. guys, but still. Still, yeah, not not that many. And now I follow, like, most of that card on Twitter, and And, I'm excited to see these guys again, and are watching for them to come back. And the thing is, think of the work that we put into the podcast. It gives you more respect for what the wrestlers do, too. Like, right, because we don't even have to wrestle and plan right. the matches out, but we have to watch it and talk about it. And, right. I mean, They're there's this shit. I you know, three yeah. hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, hour of 205. Or what Vince does, honestly. Yeah, hour 205 Live, hour NXT, a wrestling match from a wrestler, anything else we watch in between that we talk about, right. plus the time to convey our notes, check news and rumors, get mm-hmm. all this stuff together record the podcast the time right. it takes me to edit produce and release it right it's worth it mm-hmm. it's worth it. it's stressful sometimes especially because unfortunately just because of the way things are technological wise at the moment all the editing shit's all on me at the moment right um but you know i would if i didn't like doing it i would have stopped already exactly glad you buds enjoy it too right so now ladies right. and gentlemen we are moving on to number 84 which means we're close to getting through our first 20. And just as a reminder, when we get through the first 20, we're going to recalibrate. We're going to lock 100 through 91 into place permanently on our personal list and continue on with 10 more. So that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward no, to that. this is 85. Yeah, so I'm sorry. This is 85. 84 is next. Sorry. That's what I actually opened up to check. So we're still getting there is the point. So today, as I've already mentioned, we were talking about the one and only Scott Steiner. Big Papa Pump. Yep. Freakzilla himself. Holler if you hear him. Hootie who. I'm a big... I, I like Big Papa Pump. I do too. I've, I liked his work as, you know, the Steiner mm-hmm. Brothers, as Scott Steiner back then. Right. I liked his character as Big Papa Pump. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people get a crap, yeah. and I know a lot of people say his promos were garbage, and he's really... But right. I thought his promos were good. Um, Even when they went off the rails. Yeah. It's still better than when Sid would go off the rails. So, before we get into this completely, Mm -hmm. did you see Wendy's cut a math promo on Twitter today? No, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, There was, 
because of Joe screaming about Wendy in mm-hmm. the camera. Right. Someone says said that next time they get a, someone gets a fucked up order from Wendy's, that's what they should go in there screaming. And so Twitter ends up cutting this whole big promo on how uh, when you get their fresh beef over the frozen beef, your chances go up to 33 and a third and like all this. And uh, so at lunchtime, Joe, that means sacrifice for you or whatever. Like it was really good. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I like that. So even Wendy's knows that Scott Skyner is fucking dope as shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So anyway, back into our matches here. Um, mine was first. Yes. It was Chris Jericho versus Scott Steiner from a Monday Night Raw in February 3rd, on February 3rd, 2003. Nice. Um, so yeah, this was, you know, obviously after the WCW, um, this was during, well, this was actually, okay, so this was for a number one contendership. For the World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. And um, Triple H is holding the championship at this time. Gotcha. So the winner... Uh, the big goal. The winner of this yeah. faces him. Correct. Gotcha. So, uh, beginning lockup, Scott Steiner gets the advantage. Jericho goes for a roll-up, back and forth for a little bit. Um, Scott's looking a little slow at this point. Uh, not too bad, but a little slow. Still really strong. Okay. He's picking up Jericho, throwing him around, flopping him around. Gotcha. Like, pretty good. Um, he Makes takes advantage. Price. Right. He takes advantage in the offense. Then he pulls out his cocky. Uh, stands up, drops, the, does the standing elbow drop, and then ref starts to count, and he just rolls over and starts doing push-ups. Uh, so I've seen him do that, right? Yeah. yeah, I know the move you're talking about. Yeah, always fun. Always yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, he pretends like he's gonna knock the ref out too when he gets up from it because the ref's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Goes to f- you know punch right. him, right? Um, Throw him bows." Yeah. When his back was turned, then Scott uh, got knocked out of the ring by Jericho, thrown into the stairs. Um. He, when he got thrown into the stairs, he owled like the end of a cat's meow. It was just ow, like it was really bad. <laughs> it, yeah, it's funny. Um, got thrown back in the ring. Steiner caught Jericho in midair, which okay. was pretty dope. Um, he had a nice belly to belly suplex. Also, I thought it was pretty crisp. Yeah, and looked pretty good. Um, so then Jericho goes for the walls. Steiner tries to get him off of a powerbomb, almost fucks it up, like, an inch either way, and Jericho was breaking his neck. Right. Um, Jericho goes for the pin, gets his foot on the ropes, Steiner still kicks out, tries to go for the wall, locks it in, Steiner makes it to the ropes, which I was kind of thinking that was it at this point, but it was not. Uh, Jericho... Uh... Man, I can't type. Uh, Jer- <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, oh, Jericho goes to the top rope, gets in the hangman thing, gets pulled back up, uh, and then Steiner hits the rope and knocks him down, busts his nuts. Um, Classic. Right, <clears throat> yeah. And then, <laughs> shitty ending, though. Uh, Steiner then pulls... Jericho up, does a fall away slam, like suplex mm-hmm. slam, or no, just a slam, like a yeah, okay, belly to belly slam, if that makes sense. Yes. And one, two, three, beats Jericho. Wow. And Scott Steiner is your new number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship. So I'm assuming he lost to Triple H, but I don't. Know. Yeah, he did. He was never world champion in WWE. So what are your impressions um, on Big Papa Pump? Actually, from what I saw here, he was a lot better than I remember this late in his career. Um, okay. I mean, I know what I saw in TNA wasn't that good, right. but this late in his career, I was still impressed. Um, and TNA's still a couple years off at this point right. for him. 
two yeah. or three, I think. Something like I think that. I think he went to TNA in like 06 or 07 or something. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but no, it was not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I definitely put him... He was definitely the better of the two Steiners. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, and there's almost no far. yeah, there's almost no discussion on that um, one. So yeah, looking at the list, I'm gonna say man, right? Like abilities, he's behind Batista, mm-hmm. but just by length of career, and the you know what I mean? Right. Like when you add in all that, he's above Batista. Okay. So like I'm right around Batista's. I'm like right around where he is. Gotcha. Like I, I was. You think he's in an approximate spot, but because Batista's right. I mean, he was the last guy we talked about. Right. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. think he's about where he should be, in okay. my opinion. Okay. Uh, Fair enough then. Well, yeah. I watched uh, Big Papa Pump versus Test versus Goldberg from January of 2004. This was on an episode of SmackDown. Not to be confused okay. with SmackDown Live, sister, sister. Right. Um, I don't know why when I chose this match, I thought a match between Goldberg and Big Papa Pump and Test was a good call, mm. but I did. Yeah, and regretted it before Goldberg's entrance was over, especially when the match right under that was Scott Steiner and Batista. Yeah, why didn't I pick that? <clears throat> that would have been way better. Know. They yeah. were the same length too. Really, they were both ten minute clips. All right, I don't fuck you. Me. Fucked up. It's whatever. I don't think I did. Um. <laughs> Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. This match sucked. And he yeah. really did. Scott Steiner looked alright. Mm-hmm. He looked pretty fucking good. Uh, I mean, I know this is only a handful of months after your match, but right. he was the only guy in this match that looked good. Test I was never a big fan of. Me either. You know, he hasn't improved much from when I stopped watching in 01. Uh, Goldberg has, but it's minimal. He's still pretty much the same... Quick match, couple move, big move kind of mm-hmm. guy. He's still billed as a monster because the whole story leading up to the match was these two guys were swearing they weren't going to team up on on Goldberg, and they didn't. I mean, they did a little bit, but there was a couple double teams. of uh, Goldberg teamed with Test at one point on Big Papa Pump, too. But Big Papa Pump had uh, Test in the Steiner recliner, and just as it looked like Test was going to tap out, Goldberg came in, mm-hmm. hit Steiner from behind, knocked him off. Steiner got back up. They fought a little bit. Goldberg gets Steiner out of the ring just as Test is getting back to his feet. Bam! Spear, jackknife, one, two, three. Goldberg wins the match. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you. He's right at Batista's level. Um, yeah. So I thought about this long and hard, and I've been going about this wrong in a couple ways. Okay. I should not be considering tag team matches. This list is not right. based upon tag teams at all. This is based upon in ring individual abilities. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch a tag team match for Scott Steiner. Right. I didn't know. either. But. Ole Anderson was the last one. There's a tag team list for later on. We'll do Grace tag teams. This right. is this is wrestlers. Yeah, he's right now currently he's in that one of the topper spots for me. He's mm-hmm. up there with with uh, Batista and Ricky Morton. He's in that level because they're pretty close to me. He's not quite as good as Owen Hart on the plus side of those guys. Um, I think I would have flipped him and Batista just based upon the matches I watched. Batista Batista had a bit more explosion to him that Steiner was already Mm -hmm. missing at this point in his career. Uh, His age, his youngness definitely helped Batista out compared to Scott Steiner. So I would personally put Scott Steiner one position ahead of, or the other way, Batista ahead. Yeah, I would have had Batista and Scott Steiner split, basically. Yeah, that's where I'm still kind of teetering. But with you, my impression was always very quickly after WCW went down, he he petered off just like Buff Bagwell and a handful of other guys did. And I was surprised to see how he could still go in the Mm -hmm. Rainbow Four for as juiced out as he was at that point. Right, yeah, I was not expecting I mean, it wasn't, you know... He wasn't as agile as he was back when he was still tagging with Rick before he beefed up. But he was still fairly agile. He he, he wasn't as explosive as he used to be. Mm -hmm. I think that's what was missing, but he... He made up for it with the power that he had that he didn't have before at the same time, too. He just had this raw aggression to him that was missing earlier on. Right. And his size is obviously was very intimidating factor in this, too. So. Yeah. All right, buds. Well, I think that's it. Uh, Join us next time where we'll probably be just uh, doing like a quick clip episode of our impressions of uh, StarCast and all in. We're going to do a little something. Yeah, we'll figure something out. And then, you know, we'll be back after that as normal. 
uh, giving you guys updates on all the goings on in WWE, mm-hmm. as well as any news and rumors that might be coming up, some special features, and we're going to continue our top 100 wrestling countdown here in two yeah. weeks, buds, two weeks, two weeks, with number 84, four floor, 84 on the 84. floor, Playboy, Buddy Ross, someone I'm not familiar Buddy with. Buddy Rose. Rose, I'm sorry. Buddy I don't Ross. know. I wrote Rose and said Ross. I don't know why. Buddy Rose. It's because my no, handwriting shit. It's because of the, your love for Friends. That's probably. Oh, it. my first thought was actually Bob Ross as opposed oh. to Ross from Friends. But yeah, that's no. I do love Friends. You so. do. Who doesn't? I know. That's true. All right, buds. Until next time. That's DJ over there. And that's Daryl over there. Peace out, guys. So, like, I am going to write Okay.